Queen. And then I did one of these. Zip. Zap. Zip. Zap. Zap. Zip. Zap. Pod. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of Zip Zap Pod, Season 2. I'm your host for today's episode, Drew Stroud, and I'm joined in the studio today with Hope Cherry. Hey, Hope. Hey, Hope. And Eric Flick. Hey, Hope. Hey. Hey, Eric. Hi. How you guys doing? Excellent. It's glad. I'm really happy to be back yeah. podcasting again we're and doing this. We're in a new studio location, too. We are. We've moved. We've upgraded our spaces. we got a huge budget thanks to our sponsor, Colgate. The college? The dentistry. <laughs> mm. So we're really excited to, to start another season of Improv Comedy Podcast. I bet you guys have all been wondering... What the heck have these people been doing? I know it's I have. It's been a while. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't been... How long has it been? Uh, January? Been the, sure. February? Was it January? Mm, yeah, actually. No, yeah. No, we had the Vagina Monologues, but we, yeah. we published that at the end of January. Yeah. So, man, we have missed you all. Uh, I miss Kyle the most. Me too. Yeah. Shout out. KB. KB. Keeping it real. Uh, so, we're really excited to... Uh, Get back to this, but you know what? What have what have we all been up to? Is what we're going to talk about. So, uh, well, what have you guys been doing? Yeah, I know Eric today had Middle Eastern food without me mm-hmm. in St. Louis. There's no better way to have Wait, Middle Eastern you, food. Why are you eating Middle Eastern? The only food? reason I, was in I know this is no, because he just the keeps. St. Louis part. Why are you eating Middle Eastern food? Somebody has to. And the only reason we know about it is just because he keeps belching constantly. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Prove it, Eric. Yeah. Belch. No, I can't belch on command. Okay. I mean, I can, but I'm not going to. Fart. <laughs> That's <laughs> gross. No, uh, the reason I was eating Middle Eastern food because I was in St. Louis, and I was in St. Louis because I was at the improv shop. Oh. And I was at the improv shop because I am, and Hope is as well, currently taking level two of uh, long-form improv classes through wow. the improv shop. Yep. Yeah, and it's been fantastic. So... The the way that these classes work, there are six. That wasn't me. Apologize, Drew. Uh, there are six different levels, and the first one is just uh, a survey course of here's an introduction to long form improv, and it was uh, lots and lots of different topics. You spend a little bit of time on each one, and it was good. You got to refresh on certain things, learn some new things, learn some things that were applicable back to short form, uh, but certain number of people, I think that was the end. They, they learned that, and they were like, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to need to learn anything else about improv. Uh, and there's other people, I think, that were like, this is cool. I'm going to take it, but sometime down the road. Hope and I decided, because our schedule's allowed too, that we were just going to plow through with uh, level two, which uh, is titled Group, group Mind. Mind. Yeah. Wow. Well. See? See how in sync we've become? <laughs> So <laughs> oh, you both knew the title of the class. Yeah, it's eerie and uncanny. <laughs> the cool thing about Group Mind uh, Level 2, we found out, I don't know, maybe you were in that class or not, but we found out this was a, uh, the improv shop didn't used to have it as one of their levels. They added it in later. So a lot of people are, that are taking it, that have already taken all the levels, are going back through and finally getting a Group Mind uh, class. Which is kind of crazy because they made this the second level because it uh, it really is the organization of long form. I mean, group mind 
I've recently learned when you're editing and you're uh, you know you're you're thinking about the structure of a long form piece. Just today, the instructor was like, "Let the group mind tell you when the scene is over, when the next scene starts." And uh, so it's uh, it's a lot of doing that kind of thing, doing a lot of scene work, doing a lot of uh, just two person scenes, but then feeling, "All right, this is over now," uh, and that's that's because you get in sync with those other players uh, to be able to do that. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we've been doing some like weird kind of meta odd stuff. <laughs> Eric is belching <laughs> off in the corner again. That wasn't me. Oh, okay. What? Um, so you, that was you, you. you Drew, that was you. No, you literally looked down at the soundboard. Prove it. And then you looked up in the air and, and you blew out blew. of your mouth. <laughs> That's literally that what is because I am away. vaping. No, that is a vape. This is a no vape zone. Zone. Since when? Well, since yesterday. Since we <laughs> oh, since I see the, the sign now. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Uh, yeah. Sorry, so help it's that, Eric. No, it's fine. Distracting. Um, yeah. So it's been. It's been. Uh, they. We've done some like really interesting exercises, where she would just like name this like abstract sort of word. She would say like. Uh, square 88, which means like nothing in real life, but we had to like, the whole group had to like make a picture mm -hmm. based on that like word suggestion. And so it was really cool by the end. Like, and then she had us like redoing those too. So like part of group mind is like, not just like doing it in the moment, but also like being able to recall as a group what you've already right. done. Right. So it's been good. I like it. Good. That's and it's great. And I get to drive... <laughs> And I get to drive like an hour and a half down to St. Louis with Eric, which What's that he like, enjoys. Eric? What's it like driving with Hope in a car for um, like yeah. three hours? You ever had a bee in the car with you? <laughs> like a like a grade? No, no, no. Like the insect, and you're you're really nervous that it's going to sting you well, like at any moment. I mean, if it's a more honeybee, like a it's wasp. not going to sting you. Yeah, it's a more wasp. like a wasp. wasp. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's exactly like that. Driving down with hope, you just never know but at any moment. I, I'd imagine like it it stings you a lot though. I don't. Sting. It's it's very annoying and like flying around and buzzing around my head, and then I heard uh, uh, I heard I stay buckled in the car. So there were a couple of apple. There were a couple of things that I learned that I wrote down uh, <laughs> about the uh, level one that I'd no, really like to. You had to back up and uh, tell the story about the apple. <laughs> I'd rather not. All right, so Eric. <laughs> Eric always is really good about bringing snacks, and he always brought snacks for level one for the whole for the whole car. They would always they call him Snack had, Jack Eric. Yeah, and they named him after his son Jack, Snack Jack. So there's always snacks in the car, which is really great because I'm a I'm a hangry person. She eats a lot of food. I do. I eat constantly. She's actually so, eating right now. What are you eating? <laughs> Nectarine? Yes. <laughs> it's very chompy. Yep. Um, so anyways, Eric always has snacks in the car. Last weekend, we were driving down. We had both done like this work day outside and worked for like three hours. We're you both exhausted. Yeah. Oh, that, you did that week too? Yes. I didn't realize yep. that. I told you that. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, so we're both hungry. We're both tired. So Eric has snacks in the car. I'm going through the snack bag, and I'm like, ooh, what have we got this week? And I was like, wow, bananas. He's got, 
He's got sharks and dino gummy snacks. He's got like nuts, you know, cashews, wasabi, almonds, things like that. Then there's also, I find in the bag, a singular apple. Just one apple. And I was like, oh, okay, can we share this? And he was like, no, we can't share that. That's my apple. And I was like, all right. The week before, we had stopped at a gas station where he bought a disgusting red delicious apple, which are literally the worst uh, kind of apple. Called red delicious apple. They're, it's in the so. name. They're called red mealy and old and brown. Oh, okay, that's what they call them. Delicious apples. <laughs> so I consciously packed one apple, thinking that Hope is not a big fan of. She hates. I apples. love apples. Yeah. I love all apples uh, minus red, red delicious. delicious. That's the only one. So Perfect. I made I made it very clear. They're not that, sweet. that apple was my apple. There were two bananas. You may have one banana. There was plenty of dinos and shark gummies. You may have your fill of those. There's bags of cashews and wasabi almonds. Take as many of those as you want. Apple, Eric's apple. apple. I asked if he had a knife. Who doesn't wait, keep wait, a, wait, who no. doesn't keep a pocket knife in their car? Now the story's getting out of order here <laughs> because so. you asked if I had a knife after what happened. All right. Well, so after the class was over, I was hungry. All right, I was hangry. So I reached in the bag, had already had a few snacks, reached in the bag, took a bite of his apple. And then he like literally flipped out. I was like, Eric, it's not a big deal. Reenact that flip out. It was a gala apple too, which are fine. Like I think are are the best apple. They are delicious. So you took his favorite apple. Is it your favorite apple? What's your favorite apple? Let's let's say gala. Oh, that's not true, though. Well, now it was my apple. The point is that I clearly stated that this apple was for me. Okay. And I do admit that I was being a jerk because Hope told some story, and I said, you know, the best part of that story was the end. And yeah. so she oh. kind of flipped out first where she's like, ah, and she grabbed the bag of snacks, dug around, grabbed the apple, and 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 here's where I think your story is a little different than my version where you look directly at me and right in my face. It's like a giant bite of my apple. So I feel the response was warranted. So what happened next was I grabbed the apple out of Hope's hand, rolled down the window and chucked it out on the highway. No, no, there was a moment, there was a there was a whole few moments that were passing between there. I was like, Eric, it's not a big deal. And he was like, you you ate my apple. And I was like, Eric, it's it's really not a big deal. Like, do you just have a knife? Like, we'll just chop off the bite part. And I it was like a little bit like I couldn't tell if he was joking or not. It was a little like, it was a little you, let's, over let's the top. get it here from the source. Where are you joking? I was not joking. Yeah. I was That's extremely serious. offended that there was a <laughs> so, large so anyways, taken out of the well, apple that I had brought for myself. Anyways, instead of allowing me to finish the apple, he well, grabs it out of my hand and I was like, Eric, Eric, don't waste an apple. He's like, I'm throwing it out the window. And I was like, give it to me, I'll eat the rest of it. And he was like, you don't have to no, do and he rolled down the window, and I was like trying to block it, and he threw it right out the window. Yeah, now a deer ate it. And it. Yeah, I rolled down the passenger side window. <laughs> I, I chucked it across the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was an <laughs> Eric after that. I was, that. I was oh, seeing man. apple red. All right, so that's what almost broke up ZZP. Yeah. That'll be the apple. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no that then, wasn't the worst part of that car ride by yeah, far. Yeah, no. No, and then. <laughs> And then, I don't know, how do we get this conversation started? But we, like, said hypothetically, if I was to die, 
then I would come back. Probably because I said I was going to kill you for eating my apple. That's possible. (laughs) Or I was just like, when I die, I'm going to make sure I come back and haunt you as a ghost. And then I just proceeded to just be like, Eric, 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 Eric. This is what I did. Eric, (laughs) Eric. And it went on for like five minutes in the car. Ten. Including it. I thought And then then I did one of these. Eric! And then, <laughs> so now Eric is taking classes on different days, <laughs> so he doesn't have to go down with hope. Moral of the story. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> after that little apple as- escapade, let's learn a little bit about what you guys have learned, and maybe what we can teach our listeners about. Well, there was one thing that I pulled out of the uh, level one classes that I hadn't heard before, and is and maybe something that people have heard before, and some people, I think, know how to do this naturally because I saw it happen a couple of times. So we also had a recent uh, short-form Battle of the Sexes show that went... More to come with that at the end of the show. Okay, great. Uh, And it went really, really well. And one of the things I noticed was one of our players in the middle of the scene said, uh, you know, I've got a confession to make. And it brought me back to this lesson at the level one class where there are things, there are tools there that are, that are sort of tips that an improviser can use. If a scene has stalled out, there are certain phrases that they can just pull out and it helps keep the scene going or maybe even shoots it off into a new direction. Uh, and so I, I kind of listed those in order on uh, a sheet here. So the first thing that we learned was uh, you can grab an object. So a lot of times you can, you're, you're doing some object work anyway. You're, you're miming something. Well, you can find something. Pick up an apple. Pick up an apple. And, oh, look. This object reminds me of you. Because oh. of that time that you were a jerk and bought, bit my apple. Uh, wow. And I'd bite it again. Out of spite. <laughs> it, was this, it was the most spiteful bite out of an apple I've ever seen. A spiteful bite. That's right. That's what it was. Spiteful. So There's not that, a pun there. You <laughs> could say... You could say, I found this object, and then that, and I like what you did, it reminds me of you, or it reminds me of something mm-hmm. else. Uh, so the other thing that you could do, there, and there's five of them that I've got down here, but the next thing is, you could tell a story. So in the middle you, of a scene. In the middle yeah. of a scene, you know what? That reminds me of a story. And the story doesn't necessarily have to relate to anything that's going on <coughs> until the end, where you say, and that reminds me of you because. Uh, but it's a way for you to sort of reground the scene, take a few seconds, the other person can catch their breath and listen to your story, uh, and then there's more information for each of you to act off of. Uh, why don't you, Hope, go over some of these two? Yeah, since so you then the other one class. is making an observation. So, um, you know, if you're doing a scene and you're kind of running out of, like, things to talk about, you're on a bus stop, bus, yeah, you're at a bus stop and you're waiting or something, you know, uh, if you feel like that scene needs a little fuel, then you say, oh, hey, look at that cat across the street. Like, and then it gives you a new uh, topic or gives you a new sort of uh, direction for the scene to go in. Um, emotional response. So oh. that, would, that would just be like a, a real big response to... Oh, yeah. Uh, like someone something. biting your apple and you gain bent out of shape for it. And my face was jaw on my chest and it was like that for a good minute yeah uh and so that would be thought that he had dislocated his jaw like he was a like a serpent 
eat your head off. It's possible. See, that's biblical. Mm-hmm. You're like Eve, biting the apple from the tree of knowledge, and I'm like the serpent who's like, what are you doing? And then you Is that how that story goes? That's not <laughs> how it goes at all. <laughs> You sure? <laughs> nice, nice try, though. <clears throat> yeah. So, an overly emotional response to something that um, maybe is not even a big deal, too. Like it just allowing that emotion to sort of be the next piece that heightens that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then confession. You already suggested that. And I think um, I don't know if they pointed this out in your level one or not, but she gave the analogy of our instructor gave us the analogy of like a fire. So, like building a fire. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like it's really important to establish the um, who, what, where, you know, what you're doing in the scene. Like those are like your kindling for your fire and you need that like early on. But then the rest of these five things we've just mentioned are sort of like your logs to put on a fire. And again, like you want to think about how how your fire's doing. Like if your fire's getting really low, does do you need to just uh, do you need to put another log on or is it you just need to like stop that fire, like stop that scene, like move on to another scene because it kind of mm-hmm. gone to where it needs to go? Um, or, you know, or do you need more kindling? Because sometimes you don't necessarily have enough like minor details, like the the base details to make sure that, uh, um, you know, that you know what's going on. And they she made the point, too, that you don't want to throw a big log on if your scene's going well, like you don't need to do this like really explosive thing because that will, um, she said, if you put like a big log on a fire, it also puts the fire out mm-hmm. by putting something. Oh, that's a good analogy yeah. that I hadn't heard. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I think those are applicable to short form as well mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you can have short form sce- scenes that uh, even though there's a structure and there's a game and, and that sort of lends itself to keeping the scene moving, they can stall out. So these things are, mm-hmm. are, are useful for that as well. Right. I think it's that it's all the idea of creating that reality for the audience and for yourself. Just give you, like you said, any more logs to it and keeping the scene going. Just different tricks to have in your toolkit. Yep. Yep. So then the other big tools to have in your toolkit. Yeah, you, you can have tricks in there. Do you, you have, have tricks in your toolkit? What is a magician? What do they call their thing that they keep all their it's tricks not, in? It's not a toolkit. What do they a call it? Bag of tricks. Yeah. I think we're splitting hairs on this one, though. You, can, you don't keep your tools in your bag of tricks. I do. Well, you should get those sorted out. Because I am Metamorpho, the handyman magician. Wow. Wow. And that is related to the next thing that oh, we can talk about. Oh, boy. Yeah. Let's, see, let's see this segue. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing is be an expert. So Metamorpho, the handyman magician, does not exist. But you can create uh, a level of expertise. And I think a lot of times people will default to playing like a dumb character on stage. Uh, it's okay if your character is really, really knowledgeable, especially if they're really knowledgeable. You personally don't have to be knowledgeable in that area, but if you are uh, a good improviser, you just you can make up jargon that may sound ridiculous coming out of your mouth, but it's funny to the audience. So an example would be we did a scene where uh, the suggestion was periodontist. Well, nobody knows half the class didn't even know what a periodontist does. It's a dentist who specializes in gums. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, the periodontist character could say, 
wow, you know, you haven't really done the teeth brushing work for two years, and now the uh, the the linearness of your gums has really fallen off the cliff. So, what's the heck is the linearness of gums? But my character has now established that they are an expert, and yeah, you know, yeah. and it establishes some status too between uh, the two people that are having the scene. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done that, Drew? Have you ever talked to my periodologist? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been an expert on stage in something that you're not? Yeah. Good talking to you. Great. <laughs> That's great. Well, it's hard to, it's like you put these labels to it, and it's hard to like think of it that way. So I can't think of a direct one off yeah. the top of my head. Yeah. But I, also I guess the point is, of, go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, I, I, I guess the point is, whatever the suggestion is, you don't, know, have, you don't have to know a thing about that, and that's okay. But it doesn't mean that your character has to be dumb either. Yeah. yeah. It just reminds, I know it's not related, but it reminds me of the quote of play to, to the top of your intelligence. intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know it's not the same, but that just kind of no, reminds but the, me of that. Yeah, those, those go hand in hand, I think, uh, in that. Cool beans. Yeah. You guys seem to be learning a lot. You guys' heads have grown so much. Thank you. With knowledge. Oh, okay. Now your ego. Well, Eric's ego has grown, but. Yeah. I don't know how that's even possible, but okay. That's true. <laughs> but it sounds, it sounds good, and it's great to be able to bring this stuff back to the troop. Yeah. And help, I mean, continue creating that Springfield improv. Mm -hmm. I know there's one other thing that we've learned in the last, like, week or so, which I feel like could be considered sort of intro level stuff <clears throat> but it's when the idea of when you come in a scene and you've established a character one person has established a character um the next person comes in and has the choice of whether they're going to mimic that character and like um where they're going to be like um Cop copy, copy or a uh, compliment so like mm -hmm. is your character going to be like are you both like um grumpy old men who are you know sitting at the gas station or are is one of you the grumpy old man and then one of you is uh like a tourist that's lost so like you have that choice that second person has the choice of like how they want to interact and um it was really good because we sort of would do the same scene and then that person we would like force the other person to like do the opposite choice so it was great to see like how that worked on both ends yeah so it's been a lot of fun nice. yeah. <coughs> good i would also recommend uh anyone who wants to see some good long form, mm -hmm. go see a show. They have shows it's much Monday. much closer than Chicago. Absolutely. And it's I high quality good, improv. It's really Monday, Thursday. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a full bar, restaurant. There's two different stages. White at the Castle's next door. Mm-hmm. So there's <laughs> that. I just want to keep interrupting you while you're trying to explain it. Oh, I'm used to it. I'm sorry, Eric, that she treats you the way that she does. <laughs> Me too, actually. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah, definitely check out Improv Shop down in St. Louis. Um, I know you guys will continue to develop through these classes. And and, and we will. Yeah, Good. thanks. We will. We're yep. thinking we'll go on to level three. Yeah, that's what you guys were right saying. Away. Is, yeah, right away. Um, what's that next uh, one? It's, I think it's building a scene. Yes. Yeah. Cool beans. So did you want to make some announcements or yeah. you you had some things that you wanted to announcements, discuss announcements 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 i don't understand announcements 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 we covered this that's the new announcement song that we're doing shoot
forgot. And uh, then after that is when you make the announcements. I don't know how that's hard. One more time. We need to do it again. No, just, no, just do it one more time. All right. Announcements. 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 All right. Yes, we have some announcements to make. Really. That's surprising yeah. to me. So we, as Eric alluded to, we just had our uh, our first show of the year, right? <whistles> Was it the first show of the year? Uh, well, if you consider the first show being the one we did on New Year's. Okay, true. We'll count. It was technically well, that was on the 31st. 2018. So it was, yeah, so the it was first right year of the show. Yeah. So Battle of the Sexes. <laughs> Stop. You're being insufferable again. <laughs> the Pope. Comedy Royale, Battle of the Sexes. We did, we've done a couple of Comedy Royales in the past before, you guys remember. This time we decided to do guys versus girls, and it went, it went really well. Hope didn't go to it, so she really can't talk about the show. She had other things. I going came on. to rehearsal. I know, I'm kidding. So hope you saw our rehearsal. Um, and it's cool. This is Eric. He led the show on it, he put it together, um, and it went, went really well. We sold out. Yeah. Um, and the women ended up winning. They did. They did. Congratulations <laughs> to them. They yeah. did an excellent Both teams did a great job. Yes. The women certainly won the evening. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, and it was fun. The audience got to really, I think, compared to our other battle of the sexes, the audiences really could take a side. You know what uh, I mean? Compared to our other comedy sports, yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, they, I agree with that. They were able to take, sides. and it seemed like it was seventy-five, twenty-five. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, ladies hey, versus the men. About this, our, our, our um, what is the word? Uh, Followers, follower, yeah, yeah. Our, I mean, our our market as it is, is engagements with, yeah, is 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 heavily leaned towards females than males, so it makes sense. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a fun show. Um, so be looking for another show like that, Comedy Royale, sometime next year, probably. Sweet. Um, but we also have Eric. What else do we have coming up? Uh, lots of things. So first, May the fourth. Be with you. Uh, exactly. That is Star Wars Day. But what we are going to do is put together a uh, workshop that two hours improv basics. So we're just going to bring people in teach them a little bit about improv and uh, get them a chance to get up and play with some of the Capital City improv players. So what do you think of that? That's really cool. And you're leading that. You're gonna Indeed. Be, you're going to be helping. Hope, we're trying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> you started that. I know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it'll be a great way um, because wow. the, the other thing that we have... Um, Coming up soon, also is auditions. Um, yeah. Before we get to the auditions oh. too, because that oh, same that night, night that is night. a show. We are we are performing an after prom, which me and Carly have decided to call a impromis. <laughs> what? Let's say it again. <laughs> We're calling it improm. <laughs> what? One, one more time. <laughs> we call it an improv show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll be performing uh, a prom and an after prom for Southeast High School. On yep. We'll yeah. see you there, kids. Well, if you go to the Southeast, if you don't, you probably we can't show up. You <laughs> It'd be weird <laughs> but if you showed up thing. at the um, Southeast prom. We, we love to do these <laughs> type of shows, so plug. Well, and it's part of the way that we, as Capital City Improv, give it's, back, right. right? Yes, yeah. and as the community outreach person for VP the VP outreach. of community, what is it? What's my title? Of community outreach. Outreach for Capital City Improv. <laughs> <laughs> the title um, all made up and nothing <laughs> That's right. Be an expert, hope. Exactly. So yeah, as as that role, I just uh, we haven't high fived at all this episode. Wow. Okay. All right. So as the VP of yeah, as the VP of community outreach, where we are looking for opportunities in the community to be able to engage. I know. um, I know what 
today right. even, yeah. Today we uh, were able to do a presentation with uh, the Women of Faith Conference uh, with Coomler United Methodist Church. They came and had us speak, uh, which went really well. And um, we... What other ones do we have coming up that are kind of like that? I know that I'm doing one for May um, May 15th at uh, for Spark Mm -hmm. here in town. So we are always looking for ways to engage in the community, Mm -hmm. just um, because that's part of our that's part of Capital City Improv's mission. We're not for profit. I'm not sure that people realize that when they come see a show that we are. Uh, we're not, none of that money goes to the performers. It's a Mm -hmm. it's a not for profit. This is an endeavor of love, and this is uh, a way to. Uh, improve give that, the world, improve the community here yeah. in Springfield too, right. which is that's the biggest thing. That I mean, they think it's our mission statement too. So yeah, to um, make improv available and accessible for all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, uh, liberty that's May and 4th. justice for all. Nope. And then on May eleventh, allegiance. May eleventh, we are doing auditions. Indeed. And we're going to be taking some new members onto the troop. Yeah. So the May 4th workshop is a great resource to lo- learn a little bit more about improv um, and learn a little bit more about auditions. And then May 11th, we will be taking some new members on. Yeah, and we hope to have, our family. Yeah, yeah, we hope to have lots of people show up to that. And uh, we're, we're going to grow the troop here. And because we continue to have more opportunities mm-hmm. to do improv, we mm-hmm. need more people to do it. Uh, <coughs> we'll help them along. We'll give them a little bit of training along the like way. Like Dumbledore's Army. Shh, we're not supposed to talk about that. Oh, it's a secret. Like Dumbledore's. Yeah, I wouldn't understand. No, you, you're you part of it. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, He's going to get the sneak pimples on his head like that girl from the book. Nice. Finally, on June... Ooh, sad. On June 14th, um, the summer is sizzling when Capital C Improv presents... A show that we haven't titled yet, <laughs> <laughs> but it will be. Man, that buildup was show. really good too. Was, right, right, right. Uh, but we'll be doing uh, we'll be doing a sketch comedy show mixed with games. Um, we've done these in the past. You and I have seen our Christmas show, but that will be June fourteenth. It'll be our first summer show ever too. Yeah, and it's right in between Peter Pan and the Vita. Nothing else is going on that weekend, so you guys better be there, or I'm going to jump off a cliff. Hmm. That's extreme, is it? Well, it's, he's a cliff jumper. Yeah. He wears one of those parachute suits, and they don't call me up. Cliff Bar for nothing. Wow. Yeah. So those are all the big things. Am I missing anything? Not right now. Not an know. not an improv related thing, but Drew oh, and shoot. I. That's what <laughs> yeah. Drew and I are in a show, an upcoming theater show called Blood Brothers. Tell us about that. Uh, it's going to be on. It's going to be on April twenty sixth to the twenty eighth. And May 3rd through the 5th, it's held at the Hoagland Center for the Arts, produced by the Hoagland Center for the Arts. And uh, the show takes place in Liverpool, England, um, in the 50s through 80s, um, 1950s through 1980s. Sorry, I just want to clarify this century. 70s, 50s, 70s. And so it's just, it's a really good story. And it's never, it hasn't been done in this area before. I think it's a regional premiere. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good story. It was really popular, obviously, in Britain because yeah, that's where it takes running. place. 24 yeah. years on West End. Wow. Dang. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was behind um, like Les Mis and Phantom of the Opera. For and those who don't know, the West End is the Broadway equivalent to London. In London, yeah. So it's a good show, and we get to do accents for the whole show. Tease it a little bit more. So what, Drew, first of all, what do you play? I play one of the brothers. I'm Eddie Lyons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the family, what happens, the very first thing that happens in the show is Mrs. Johnson, who's played by Asni, 
Vigorous. She's going to love that you said it that way. But she she uses her maiden name. That's the one. Vigorous. Vigoro. Okay, perfect. She plays Mrs. Johnson, who's our mother. Um, and she gives, she she's has seven kids already. And so she has twins, and she's not expecting twins. Um, but the mom that she, or the, the lady she works for, Mrs. Lyons, can't have children, and she really wants a child. So Mrs. Johnston decides to give up one of the children, me. She gives me up to Mrs. Lyons, and she keeps the other child, Mickey. So Mrs. Johnston is sort of the life of poverty, and Mrs. Lyons is sort of the life of wealth. So yes. it's sort of a prince and the pauper Story yeah. where the they're separated at birth. Yep. And, and hope. Mm-hmm. What do you? What is your role in the play? So I'm the like neighbor. And it's a musical too, correct? It's yeah. It's it's, it's like a play with music. Yeah. Okay. Like, it doesn't feel very musically. Right. Oh. Um, I'm like the neighborhood girl that's friends with Mickey, then meets um, Eddie. All right, and that's it. That's where that's a good teaser because yes. we're not going to give anything right. else yeah. away. And we do accents the whole show. Yeah. Do you want to do your accents yeah, now? Yeah, I do. Actually, this is my accent for the show. And uh, it was a hard accent to master, but I think I've got it pretty well. So hopefully if there's anybody from like Liverpool or Manchester that's listening to this accent, I hope you're not too offended because this is the best I can do f- being from uh, Central Il- Central Illinois. Whoa. Whoa. There <laughs> Central. <laughs> Central. I don't, know how, I don't know how to say that one. Well, Central. That's not Central? in the show at all. No, we don't, we don't Central? talk about Central, Central anything. Ever. No, they don't <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. Yes. And so they're, they're a Scouse accent. I'm more of a proper RP accent, but I'm not going to do it now. Okay. He's sounds too great. lazy. Yeah, a my proper RP accent sounds a bit like this. I know what you are. Don't say the line. You're a... Don't say the line. You're a... It's a bad word and you can't say it. I don't want to say it. So there you are. So there come, you are. Come yeah. see the show. Come see the accents. And I just see. might. Will you really? Yeah. Good. So, uh, yeah, we are really excited for Blood Brothers, for improv, for everything that's going on. We're also excited to get back to ZZ Peen with y'all. Peen? <laughs> <laughs> you did that. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> ZZ Peen. Peen. You said I was going to ZZ Peeing with you. Peen. Like we're... All right, grow yeah, up, children. <laughs> Close the door if you're going to do that. <laughs> so uh, be sure to share this episode with your friends. Tell us about us. Send us emails at zipzappod at gmail.com. Um, tell us what your favorite thing about Eric's beard is, and we'll we'll talk about it in the next episode. It's tricolored. It really is. More like bicolored. Because we're going to see you guys later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.